0: And welcome to Leading the Line, the Scottish women's football podcast. And for the first time since the end of last season, the the dynamic duo, the band, is back together. As It's me, Chris Marshall, your host, being joined once again by Campbell Finlayson. Uh, and Campbell, it's good to be back.
1: Yeah, definitely, Chris. also been a, a busy Christmas period and what have you into the new year. But yeah, just glad to be back with the football coming up again soon. So hopefully another good season for us.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've gone through a few personal changes myself as well, which some of you will know about if you follow me uh, on Twitter, um, but we won't go into that because we're here to talk about women's football. Um, and we are going to we're going to record this. We're recording Thursday the 30th of January. I'm timestamping that for a reason because we're going to do a triple threat recording. So we're going to do all our previews in one. Um, it's through the time constraints and just making sure we're all in the, the same place and we can get everything out before the season starts in earnest and the length of February with the SWPL Cup. But we're going to preview SWPL1, SWPL2, and then we're going to do another pod, basically previewing the SWPL Cup, the Championship, and any other things that have kind of cropped up over the, the winter break. But Campbell, let's start on SWPL1. Um, it's, it's probably fair to say quite a bit has happened in SWN, o, SWPL1. First, first podcast of the new season, Campbell, and we're already yeah. struggling with the <laughs> acronyms, which is a wonderful start to... Um, but yeah, it's probably fair to say that quite a bit has happened over the last few months. Um, let's start at the top. Glasgow City, they are the defending champions. Thirteen times in a row they, they won the title last season. Um, Pretty quiet in the Glasgow City front in terms of ins and outs. Uh, Mayreed Fulton has come in from Keflavix, former Celtic women player. Uh, kind of small midfielder. I, I went up to see Glasgow City play a few season friendly last week. And she was quite composing the ball, had a good eye for a pass, wasn't scared to try and make a pass as well, so I think she'll be a good addition. But I suppose the big question, Cam, was with Glasgow City, are they still favourites for the title, despite what's happened that some of the clubs are going to talk about in a little bit?
1: They're always going to remain the favourites, given how much they've dominated the women's game here over the last decade. Plus, um, obviously, as you mentioned some of the other teams that we'll get to, they've been a lot of good additions as well. City still have a very relatively small squad, that's the only foot really coming in. A couple of players also will get to coming out as well. So it'll be interesting. They've got the personnel there clearly, but it's whether they all stay and how they perform, especially with the Champions League game coming up as well. So the main favourites for me just, but I think yeah, with the likes of Rangers and Celtic improving, it it could be a longer season for them.
0: Yeah, I know one of the things that's happened at Glasgow City after being up there on Sundays, they've slightly changed their their training routine. They're now doing more morning sessions. And I think that's kind of helping in terms of their, their conditioning. Um, yeah, I think Glasgow City, for me as well, are probably still very much the favourites. And I think it's because of the amount of ground that the other teams behind them have to make up. Uh, I think that their squad's pretty settled. Um, I think maybe they would maybe looking for another body or two, you, Campbell. But obviously, they brought in May Reid. Um, but it's still very much the same squad. It looks like Carla Jarosoli is out from some of the pictures that we've been putting up and leading the line. Um, so maybe they're a little bit kind of light in that kind of defensive uh, third, what's, what's your take on
1: that? I've always felt, that even even watching the last couple of years, you look at some of the players on the bench, they them been into certain games, only having four or five players there, and then see the men to Cataly just we've obviously left, and only the and burrion felt there, they're, they are very short on numbers, in my opinion, so I mean, as I mentioned, all these other teams that have brought in a lot of these players, it could be it could be interesting for them how they manage to sort of juggle both, um, both cups, as well as the Champions League game and um, the league as well, here obviously. So it could be a long season for City, but I would say they've still got the favourite players in there. And the favourites, sorry, when they think it was some of the best players. So I mean, they are still favourites, but yeah, I'm surprised there probably wasn't more additions to their team. And whether there is going to be before they obviously get started a few weeks later than the rest of them, we're going to buy in the cup for their first league game against Celtic. It could be could be a tough start for them as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, that opener against Celtic is going to be really interesting and we'll, we'll talk about Celtic in a little bit. But yeah, I, I think you're right to point out that they still do have a lot of the best players in the league in their squad and they're obviously a well-established unit in terms of how they play the game. So yeah, I mean, I personally I think they would maybe do with another body but they've also got a development team that has had to be disbanded and we'll talk about the development sides quite a bit I think when we get to SWPL too. But um, yeah, I, I think for me that they're, they're favourites. Um, what we'll do is we'll go through the division and kind of how they finished last season, Campbell. So we'll go to Hibernian next and Hibs have had, well, they've Hibs are kind of used to this to, to an extent. Um, Grant Scott left Hibs uh, just before Christmas. My timelines are a little bit off, so I'll be happily corrected if that's not right. Um, and he's now been replaced by former under-23 coach Stephen Gibson. Um, so there's been a change of management at the top. There's also been, as is often the case with Hibs, a number of faces going out. Um, Kaylin Mickey has gone to Patea. Uh, Jamie Lee Napier has gone to Chelsea, uh, I know I talked about that previously with, with Sophie on this Tartan special podcast that we did, um, and probably the two biggest in terms of the SWPL was Jenna Fife and Chelsea Cornet going to, to Rangers, I mean Campbell that's four big names going out, How, uh, four big names and let's be honest a coach that has won a lot of trophies over the last few years, it's a really big challenge that Dick Gibson's going to face coming into this new season if Hibbs have any expectation of kind of matching his previous year's performance.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, the previous year they'd lost um, Abby Harrison down south, and it seemed Hibbs had kind of almost struggled to replace her. So the fact they're now losing, we're just saying, and again they're starting playing Jamie and AP and then obviously a couple of players strengthening at Rangers and Ezekiel and Miki as well. is another big player there. It's, it's going to be really tough for them, obviously. Grant Scott, perhaps not happy with certain things behind the scenes, to obviously leave, but Dean's come in from inside um, the Hebbs, the youth academies, and things like that. He and all of the younger players will probably push themselves up. They've not made too many additions either, which is perhaps a surprise, but it's definitely going to be a big rebuild for them. And it's going to be a tougher season, I think, than they've had in previous years, trying to sort of bounce back again for the players that play.
0: Yeah, I mean, you mentioned additions, which is a, a good point. They brought in Carla Boyce from Rangers, I think, a player who. Everybody feels there's definitely something in the, in Carla Boyce in terms of becoming a really kind of top-level SWPL player, but it hasn't, hasn't really clicked for her yet, I think it's probably fair to say. Um, one of the other players you lost, actually, was Alicia Yates, who's gone from Hibs to Spartans. She's still kicking about Ainsley Park, which is, makes life her, easy for her. But one of the problems the Hibs have now, Campbell, is they've only got Jen Curry on the books in terms of a goalkeeper. And with Jenna Fife going to Rangers, I mean, that's, I personally think... That's probably the biggest blow of the of the lot. Um, Jamie Lee Raper is going for a slightly different reason, obviously, to Chelsea, and that's a an opportunity she couldn't turn down. But I actually think the loss of Jenna and the fact that, it, as it stands, at the time of recording, time of recording, we're going to say that a lot, um, they haven't been able to bring anybody into the replace player.
1: Yeah, they're a bit surprised and they're waiting this long. I don't know, obviously, if they've got players coming up. As I mentioned, they of the 23s development sides disappearing. Maybe they've brought in some players from there as well. We don't know how it's going to be the number one come the start of the season I mean Jenny Curry didn't really get too many minutes on the part uh, during the last season obviously with uh, Jennifer's form you look at some of the other teams I mean Rangers have got a couple of good keepers obviously in five coming in as well as Megan Cunningham from Celtic they've got that sort of people that can challenge for the number one spot and Hibs is just saying don't really have that at the minute so it's either a real chance for Jenny Curry to step up or whether they get an addition in obviously remains to be seen but yeah Hibbs are going to have to be solid there. they still got a very good defensive line as we know have kept most of that together, but. Getting yeah, a new goalkeeper in maybe will be a priority for Dean Gibson. We'll see. sort of wait and see and see what happens. With it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was having a think about it in terms of of keepers that are around. It. And I mean, one of the ones that stood out was Rachel Harrison, but I think she's quite happy at Spartans um, as, far, as far as my at the moment. And then I was trying to think a little bit further afield in terms of Scottish keepers that maybe aren't getting game time anywhere. And the only one I could kind of come up with was Eartha Cummings down at Bristol City. But she's kind of third choice down there and obviously British, British City are struggling a little bit so she's not going to get a lot of game time but yeah I think for me that's that's a big thing for Hibbs Campbell do you, realistically um, before we move on to the, the two Glasgow sides, realistically do you see Hibernian challenging for the SWPL or is it a case of they're hoping that they can capture the lightning in a bottle that sometimes got them through in the cup competitions?
1: Um, I mean like last year was obviously a good chance for them and they can you could see then having lost some of their players it did affect them and they kinda fell that wee bit behind Celtic for them for a few of the a few weeks already So I mean it's it will be tough for them. Of course they've still got a lot of great quality in there and they should be they should be have no problems finishing up towards the top half, but I can certainly see both Glasgow City or well, three Glasgow sides in the end overtaking them to join City up there as well. So it could be that the Glasgow teams could be the three at the top. I think it will be a really tough season for Hibs and getting off to a good start could be crucial for them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as you said, they've got a good spine in terms of Siobhan Harton and Joel Murray and centre-back, and Ellis Notley is there as well, and Rachel Boyle is still there. We all know I'm a massive Rachel Boyle mark, so i be interested to see what happens. But yeah, they have, they have a, I think, a much tougher season ahead, but I mean, Hibs have proven this wrong before, so it'll be interesting to see how that develops going forward. Um, let's move on to the Glasgow side then. Obviously, big news from Glasgow is that both are now handing out professional contracts. We'll start with Celtic. First of all, they finished third last season and are probably the team that were closest outside of... Oh, well, they were the team outside of uh, Hibs that were closest to Glasgow City. Um, Eddie O'Leary black has departed and they've brought in Fran Alonso from Lewis, um, a coach with a lot of credentials, obviously well-known for his work with Errol uh, Koeman, uh, for an example. And they've made some... They've offered five uh, full-time contracts to existing players, so that includes uh, the likes of Sarah Ewans uh, and Chloe Logan. But they've also brought in five faces as it stands. Uh, Lisa Robertson and Jade, uh, Jade, I have been calling her Jade all day, and it's Jodie Jody Bartle uh, from the English Championship. Lisa Robertson, formerly of Hibs, coming up from Durham, and Jodie from Coventry United. Um, they've also brought in Summer Green and uh, Sarah Teagarden, who is obviously um, uh, the partner of Ian Hart, your pal, uh, Campbell. Um, so they've made some interesting signings, they've made an interesting appointment in Fran Alonso, and I think, I, think what, I don't know about you, Campbell, but last season I felt like Celtic could have been more than what the end result was. And it'll be interesting to see how bringing something new in will change that.
1: Yeah, certainly so were a strange team last year. I mean, you saw, obviously, they, were, they beat Hibs comfortably back near the start of the season. They were the only team to beat Glasgow City. They were comfortable winners against Rangers as well. So, they beat all these teams that were up there, kind of at the top end of the table, so they certainly had the quality there. But there's a couple of occasions, like you look back at the cup quarter final against Glasgow City, where you thought it was a real chance for them, and they kind of just... Kind of it turn out. I think that happened a few times where they're just sort of into games, not maybe not fully um fully prepared for it almost. And I think also from Alonso, they've been away the Gran Canaria, and he'll change these things, he'll have his new ideas as well. They hope to kick on for last year. It was a good season. I think City were always that wee bit too strong, but they'll probably feel disappointed did finish ahead of Hibbs, bringing a lot of these players, as you say, um Alonso loves to know them from down south, and then as you say, like Cerity Garden and some of Dean um have played their football across Europe and America as well. So there's certainly some great players there for Celtic. And it will be interesting to see if they can sort of um, kick on, as I say they're from last year, and maybe try and challenge City for the title.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be really interesting from a, a general Scottish women's football perspective to see how Fran Alonso uh, and Lisa Robertson, we know is a quality player from her time at Hibs, and Jodie Bartle get on and kind of add the comparison of level and see how that translates from English Championship to the SWPL. Um, I mean, Fran Alonso, the, the other thing about Fran Alonso is... He is, that's kind of interesting, he's got the touch of the exotic about it, um, and we'll talk about exotic when we get to Rangers, don't worry about that, <laughs> but he's got, um, he didn't have the greatest record at Lewis before he came up, but from all accounts he does seem to be somebody who's well liked and has his own ideas about things. If you were Friar Alonso and you were coming into that Celtic side, Campbell, is there, is there anything that you think you would tweak that from obviously what was the what was the case last season in terms of how they, they performed?
1: I don't think really that they to change too much. We're obviously very excited to watch on the occasions we did see them and um, so we challenged both Hibs and Sight for a good while at the start of the season there and it's it's a strange one for them. I mean, I think it was almost just making sure they're, they're fully kind of concentrated and prepared for these games all the time. I don't know whether that sort of slipped at parts throughout the season. Obviously, there was times when they were under different manager and coach, etc. But, um, I don't think, don't think it would have been too much. He's made obviously these few additions, some big names coming in, just saying Lisa Robertson's then got yeah, that SWPL1 experience as well. So I wouldn't say there's a there's too much further there. He'll add in his own his own tactics, his own ideas, and then hopefully Celtic can just kind of continue on as so we're saying we can get it a bit more competitive. And I don't see why they can't be up that end of the table and try and push on and better their points tally from last season.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think, as you said, on their day, Celtic could beat anybody, and they did last season. They in Glasgow City, only two teams to beat every other team in the league. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that embedded. In, and I think the the benefit that maybe Rangers and Celtic will have is that they have the SWPL Cup. And they've had relatively kind draws. Um, Celtic have been drawn Spartans, and Rangers have got Hamilton, Ackes and Dundee United. But, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Let's move on to Rangers. Um, and it's, it's fair to say Rangers Winter started a bit and especially Campbell with the announcement that the well, the kind of the trickle announcement that came from various ex-players uh, saying that the squad is basically kind of getting ripped up and started again, it wasn't the greatest way to maybe do it in terms of how it was and how it happened however, I think it was Ellis D'Alessie, she put a really good tweet about it, she's now at Hearts. So we'll speak about it a wee bit, and she was like, yeah it sucks to be in this position but I think if you're Rangers, Campbell, it's probably fair to say that a lot of the players were there last season while we'll certainly do a job for other teams in the league for what Rangers have stated their ambition to be. They would need, there was a need for a little bit of regeneration of that squad. Yeah, definitely.
1: And obviously, both Rangers and Celtic are two of the biggest names in Europe. So they're going to be wanting to to push on the Roman side as well, and take over from Glasgow City, and Rangers obviously get Gregory Vignal in, last year was an ex-player, for the men's city, It was another big name, and you could clearly see their ambitions that they had there, they were then announcing their professionalising um, the squad, and you could see when he was in last year, he wanted to give some young players a chance things, and he knew himself that at the side they had, they weren't going to be challenging the City, so it was always going to be a case of, could Rangers really improve it, and obviously we'll get to some of the names have brought in, players with SWPL experience, as well as these players from different countries around Europe and around the world even. Rangers could be in a real good place and yeah, as we're saying, what's gonna it's, it's a shame for a lot of these players leaving. Happened to a few clubs though, but again it's it's the women's game is gonna be pushing on here and trying to make it more competitive was always gonna be one of the main aims. So um I know I think Rangers could, could have a really good season here and as much as, as you're saying the Lug Lee's kinda summed it up perfectly, but it's it's gonna be interesting to see just how quickly they can gel.
0: Yeah, and I, I think there's, I think that's a key question. It's about how this team gels. So we've already mentioned Jenna Fife and Chelsea Cornet. Uh, You've mentioned Megan Cunningham as well coming over from Celtic. Some of the stuff that went with that transfer wasn't particularly nice, and I, I hope that we don't see more of that come, going forward. Um, but yeah, so they've got a strong goalkeeping proposition, which I think is probably fair to say that in the past, maybe it hasn't always been the case for Rangers at, at that top-end SWPL level. Um, they brought Kirsten Rayleigh back up from Bristol City. She played one minute of FAWSL action uh, down there. I don't think she she didn't really settle. She's back up. Um, they brought in Demi Vance and Megan Bell to Northern Ireland internationals. Um, I know Demi Vance in particular has impressed a couple of folk in some of their, their pre-season action. Um, they've retained Brogan Hay and Emma Brownley as well as the French duo of Dana Burma and Lisa Martinez. And then probably the two signings that have garnered the most interest for different reasons, but we'll talk about them as one, because I think we've moved past that now. Uh, Sonia O'Neill, who's a Venezuelan international, Canadian origin. And um, yeah, if if you have football Twitter, uh, then you would probably struggle to miss the announcement of the signing of Baladeva, the Indian international captain, record goal scorer, nearly a goal a game. It's such a... It's kind of hard to kind of put exactly what's what's happening in Rangers now in terms of the formation of the squad. I don't know about you, Campbell, but I think the assigning of Baladevi is a is a good one because I think they're a little light up front. They've got Rosie McQuillan there who had a good end of last season, um, but I think they're still a little bit light up front and maybe a little bit light at the back. Um, how do you feel about how their squad's taken shape with all those faces that have come in? It's taking a
1: very continental feel to all as we're saying, like Rangers and every team really in Scotland has always been mainly Scottish players, so the fact they get a lot of these players in who maybe don't quite know the league yet whether that goes in their favour or not we don't know, but um, either there's a lot of big names, even just looking at some of the ones that got written down here as well, as the names you've mentioned but either it all just depends I think really how they do gel yeah, obviously you look at Lisa Martinez was injured but she'll be back fit again, Some of the players at the back like Emma Brownley was there, Dina Boone was there, another one there's certainly players that can prove that they're good defensively, I don't think they'll have too much bother Rangers, but they should be it was just the mention of the players coming in, obviously Balladavy scoring plenty of goals. Um and with keeper imaginable Jenna Fife is number one. They certainly shouldn't have any bother putting the ball on the net or keeping it out at the end. So maybe some areas they want to um strengthen. Maybe they still will with another couple of weeks yet to the first game. But it's certainly an interesting side and it's going to be an intriguing sort of intriguing to see them how they got on this season.
0: Yeah, I mean there was a ton of coverage about uh Balladavis. they did press conference in India with uh, Mark Catley turning up. Um, to field the questions, they put the full thing out on YouTube, it's been getting a ton of press but for me I have no idea how good the Indian Premier League is I think that's probably the, the big thing um, moves like this have happened in the past in the, in the men's game, to make the comparison that hasn't necessarily always worked but you've got to think that Rangers have done a lot of due diligence, they've obviously got that link up with Bengaluru uh, in terms of Indian football, so yeah I'm, ve- I'm very interested in to see how, how she gets on and yeah, I think you're right, I think they, they have a squad there. It's just how that, that works. Um, we know there's been lots of rumours about what they have and haven't tried to do that hasn't happened yet. I don't think we should really touch on that too much. But, yeah, I suspect that by the time some people are listening to this, maybe something else has happened. Or maybe not. We'll, we'll see what happens. But do you think, Campbell, in terms of the SWPL2 table, do you, do you think it's maybe going to be a, a little bit of a split with these top four and then the next four we're talking about maybe having kind of two mini leagues almost?
1: Um, I think with, you look at City Rangers and Celtic seem to be the three strongest squads looking at the minute could maybe be the top three but Hibs I think will really struggle to rebuild with a lot of the players are seeing missing if they can do it then yeah it could well be in the case of that Four, but also we'll touch on the Leicester's Spartans and Motherwell in a minute looking at some of their squads as well they are another couple of solid sides that gave Hibs problems last season so there's no reason to say why they can't do it again this year and they could perhaps try and push them or try and sorry, overtake them in that sort of mid-table area, but it looks likely there'll probably be that sort of, maybe not too many leagues as such, but almost that wee bit of a split where teams know they're likely to get more points and likely to face, to uh, compared to facing tougher tasks against obviously the Glasgow City and Rangers.
0: Yeah, and let's move on to those squads because I think there's actually been some, some as you've mentioned, some some pretty interesting movement kind of between those squads and, and from some other sides. And let's start with Spartans. Um, Pretty, pretty settled squad. They brought in Alicia Yates from Hibs to provide the, a bit of backup in competition to Rachel Harrison. So I think they've actually got a pretty strong uh, goalkeeping proposition themselves. And uh, Chrissy Williams has come in from uh, college football in the States. But I think maybe what you're looking at with Spartans is their kind of youth players having that extra year of experience. You've got players like Michaela Macalonia, Elena Santoya Brown, uh, Robin McCafferty, and Kayleigh Gibb who came in towards the back end the last season. And I think, whilst it's not as unrealistic to suggest that they'll get near the title picture I think they could be a team that you know if if the conditions are right could certainly cause a, cause a couple of problems for some of the other teams in the league especially those above them
1: yes Spartans have always been that kind of solid side for a good few years and then they've kind of you'd expect them to remain there again just saying it's a solid um, not solid sorry a settled squad and you've mentioned some of the, the incomings there, Julia Moulton and Holich and as well, a couple of great additions, but I think Milana Marshall coming back after becoming a mother, and obviously Simone McMahon as well, but as injury. They'll be like two new players again. They know the squad, the squad knows them, and they've got a great manager as well, and uh, David McCulloch there, so I think it'll be a very interesting side Spartans yeah, I don't see why they can't give the like to Hibs and possibly Celtic Rangers problems going forward. They've beaten Glasgow City before as well, so on their day, Spartans are capable of beating anyone, and it'll be interesting as well to see just how... How um, consistently they can remain?
0: Yeah, absolutely, and it'd be remiss of me not to give a shout out to Beth Mackay, who plays for Spartans as well. Very kindly spent some time with me uh, during pre-season to go to the podcast, so make sure you go back and listen to that. We talked about international futsal. and know we did what I usually do, spring it into the conversation about food. But um, Beth's a really interesting study because she's gluten-free, so go in and have a listen to that. Um, interesting chat, but yeah, Spartans I think are really interesting. Uh, Motherwell now, like they've they were next in the table, and they've. They're still kind of trickling out their squad announcements at the moment. Campbell, they're doing it. They're doing it over their Motherwell FC Twitter, and they're doing it in fours and twos. Um, I've already talked about how I feel about kind of the the approach to have the the women's team in amongst the the men's conversation. I think it gets lost, and I think that was. Very adamant uh, during Saturday where the SWPL Cup draw was happening and every other SWPL team was firing out the draw and because Motherwell had a game against the Bernie and that wasn't happening. But they've brought in Eddie Wileke Black to replace Don General and they've also brought in Stuart Hall, the former Kilmarnock boss, as his assistant. Um, they've retained a, a number of players. Uh, some of the interesting signings they brought I know they brought in Kayla McDonald, Nigel from Spartans, still one of the most nonchalant volleys I've ever seen in my life. She scored for them last season. And they've also brought in Chelsea Watson and Kim Ramsey from Rangers. So uh, it seems like they're keeping the nucleus of the squad at the moment, Campbell. But they're making a couple of additions. And I think in particular in Kayla and Chelsea, they've got two players who probably feel like they've got a little bit of a point to prove.
1: Yeah, Murderville could be a strange one this, uh, uh, sort of strange one this season. Um, obviously, the Eddie Willeckie Blacks get plenty of experience. Stuart Hall, as well, as you're saying, has went from being a manager to assistant. So they've certainly got the sort of know-how there. Donald Jane obviously done very well with them as well, so it'll be interesting how they've got um, with that how they got on. So with that fresh start, you mentioned as well the three players there: Watson, Ramsey, and Kayla McDonald and him um, who have been solid players again at this level. Obviously the two from Rangers, I'm just same with them trying to push you on. and maybe not at that sort of level of being very top of SWPL one, but certainly players that can do a job for them in there. So it'll be a, bit of a good side to watch. Look, obviously I like I like sort of the younger players like Fabi Callahan. Laurie Gardner there, that have lost Chelsea McKex at the Hearts, but they've still got players that know the net is, they can seem to defend as well, so Motherwell could be a really good side going this season, and it's sort of similar to Spartans, there's no real reason to say why they can't try and push up fourth, fifth in the table if possible.
0: Yeah, and I think this is one of the, the side effects of all the changes that have been happening, particularly at Rangers in this respect, is that you are seeing some more players kind of trickle down a little bit in terms of getting spread across the league, so yeah, I mean, Motherwell... Uh, Raven's Craig's obviously, I always feel like when I go to watch a game at Raven's Craig, it's kind of good, but also I can't settle if I, I like it or not, because it's obviously mainly indoors, uh, it should be indoors. Um, so yeah, Motherwell, certainly one of the ones to look out for. Then we have Forfer Farmington, who obviously uh, escaped relegation thanks to victories over Stirling University, essentially Campbell. Um, Nathan Play's now left, and it's Ryan McConville's come in. Um and they have made um a couple of interesting signings. They brought in uh, former Hearts Captain Megan Patterson, a bit traditional signing, I think, for for, for Harmington. But they've also brought in Northern Ireland International Billy Simpson from Cliftonville. And they've also brought in Icelandic Youth International Madelina Olive's daughter. Um It's a bit of a I don't know about you, Campbell, but it's an approach that kind of took me a, a little bit by surprise. Yeah, for
1: for the last season, obviously, where I was just saying they were down the bottom end of the table the whole season and it was the Windsor-Verstirling Uni that kind of um, got them through it. Obviously, as you're saying, some of these foreign players, we don't really know what they're going to be like, but they could well be great additions for it. Whether they've got that SWPL1 experience um, coming in from elsewhere, we're not really sure at the minute, so it's it's going to be hard for them, obviously, but yeah, they, they obviously think, fancy their chances of staying up and perhaps beating some teams here and there that you maybe wouldn't expect from them, but... It's going to be a weird one to watch and see, because obviously it's been, I haven't seen a lot of these players before, and it will be interesting just to see how far Farford can get on this season.
0: Yeah, I think it's probably the element of not seeing players before. i bringing in Northern Ireland International. Anybody who follows me knows I've been trying to find a Northern Ireland women's football expert, so if you know of one, give me a shout, uh, because there has been a number of arrivals from Northern Ireland into into Scotland this season. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see... I'm assuming 4 aim is that they don't want to be in the position they have been in the last couple of seasons, where they time kind of been in that relegation battle, on a, that'll be one of the aims they'll have going forward for the season.
1: Yeah, I mean, as you mentioned here, obviously the top four, well, three, maybe four, we think will be up that end, obviously, should be pretty comfortable. Spartans and Motherwell have obviously been teams around them that they could have looked at beating last season, but they seem to have kept... So sort of that nucleus of their squad and added some great additions. So it'll be it'll be tough to beat the likes of this of these teams. Hearts obviously with full of confidence having come up. We'll get to them in a minute. But I, I can see it been a really tough season again for Forfa. Obviously it's a new setup for them. They've lost some players, brought in some new ones, new manager as well as you're saying. So it'll be. I'm not really sure what to expect for Forfa this season again. A good start will probably help them if they can get one. But aye, we'll just need to, just need to wait and see. I think how they get on.
0: Yeah, and the, the last thing to mention is Hearts, who also won SWPL2 last season. They, again, have kept a, the bulk of their squad. Um, a lot of the, the younger players have certainly kept on, so players such as Jenny Smith and Aisha Moore are, are still there. Muriel um, you Caney know, brings a lot of physicality to the midfield. You've mentioned Chelsea McEffern, pod favourite Campbell. Um, she's made the switch to Hearts, as has Ernest Bleach and Claire Williamson, who have spent a lot of time there on loan from Hibs. They've also kept Moran Cunningham in the squad from the last season as well. And perhaps the biggest change for Hearts is the, the move from Kevin Murphy to kind of be first team manager, working alongside Andy Enwood and the, and the new coach to almost form like a three-pronged um, coaching unit. I think Hearts might do all right this season, but because their squad is quite young, I'm not entirely sure what all right is going to be, if that makes any sense.
1: I can see them being maybe similar yeah. to Motherwell last year, where Motherwell had... Won the league, obviously, and come up with, again, a very young side of Manchester, some of their players that they've got there, and they seem to do all right in the middle of the, in, middle of the table, and I think Hearts could sort of be very similar again. Um, with Spartans and other well-improving, it's going to be tougher for them, but yeah, I don't see why they can't. Obviously, they've been making a lot of moves over the last year or so, they're trying to try and promote the room inside, you see Kevin Murphy's done well since coming in um, from Man City, he's also now taken over. Sort of, as you're saying, they're trying to work out what's going on, man, you wise, but... Uh, Aye, Hearts could, could actually be sort of decided, just saying it would be interesting to watch. The likes of Claire Williamson, Murray Cunningham, Elastoglish have got that SWPL1 experience, Terrence McKesson, who scored a bloody goal for them last season. There was Rachel Walkinshaw, who was probably the best player last year, but there's no reason to say why Hearts can't push on, and I don't know, they should have enough, you would imagine, to stay away from the bottom. But I we just need to kind of watch and see what happens, I think.
0: Yeah, I think, I think one of the things that um, Kevin coming in has, has brought to the fore is it's almost kind of galvanised this message that they're moving towards towards the end of the season about how it's more than just how on the first team the, the performance team, the under-19s did pretty well last season um, and some of them were playing in the friendly I was at against Barth this Thistle uh, at the other weekend. So yeah, I think Hearts are a good addition to SWPL1. Here's a question for you, Campbell. We have Hearts, Hibs, Rangers and Celtic all now in SWPL1. Do you think we're going to see one of the big city derbies in one of the four main stadiums this season? Um, I, maybe the Edinburgh
1: one. I mean Hearts last year were obviously pushed for a few games. They had done the United and Partick. This week games were played at Tynecastle. Obviously, they collect the title against them. Um, Partick, sorry, the last day of the season as well. So it wouldn't surprise me maybe to see Hearts Hibs put on there. Obviously, you get a good crowd in at Orium when they played each other in the Cup last year and Hibbs losing a lot of their players' heart strength and it could be maybe tighter than the 7-1 scoreline for that day as well. So, perhaps that. Um, Rangers and Celtic, obviously, they're both moved professionally here, as we're saying. There's been a lot more media uh, attention towards them with some of the signings too. So, there's a lot of chance there, maybe, but I think still you're looking at Celtic. But it's perhaps being too big. I know they've used them before, but... Um, I can't see that happening, but you never know, as we're saying, it's anything could happen this season, but I think Hearts-Hibs is probably the most likely.
0: I will echo that sentiment. I think you're probably right. I think Rangers-Celtic won't happen. There's still a bit of fear about it all, which is a really boring conversation that I can't bothered getting into, but I think with Hearts and Hibs, I think there is an opportunity there to do it. I think the fact that Hearts have... Almost unlike these two runs at it, they did the league game against Dundee United, a kind of mid-season game. And then they've obviously did the, the last game of the season against Partick this Thistle where they won the league. And obviously, Timcastle has always the Scottish Cup recently as well. So, yeah, I mean, I would like to see these showpiece games getting used as a way to attract more fans to it. Um, you've seen it happen in the WSL. Whether that's had a long-term benefit in terms of actual crowds, not entirely sure. But as murky occasions, I think it's something that certainly should be embraced, and hopefully that happens. And do you know what? If there's other teams that want to do it are in the league as well, then it should be interesting. I mean, there's no reason that Motherwell maybe can't play a game at Fir Park. And obviously Spartans from Fofa are already kind of playing at their homes already. So, yeah, hopefully something we're seeing. Um, I'll tell you what, Campbell, I'm not going to ask you who's going to go up or down. I'm not going to ask you who's going to win the league or who's going to go down, because I don't think that's a conversation we want to put our names on. <laughs> um, but well, what I'm going to ask you is who do you think is going to be maybe one of the standout players for the season from what from what you've kind of known so far during the pre-season?
1: Um, well, you're sitting there and Fulton can kind impress of impressed you but it's Rangers are always, it's a lot of the bigger names that kind of mine. I think Kirsten Riley, they're so well at Hibs and just struggled maybe at Bristol City down south. but I think it should be a really interesting player to watch going forward for Rangers and if they can perhaps um, improve as we're expecting then she could be a real crucial play for them. Same obviously the foreign players coming in the likes of Balladavey you want to see how they can adjust, sorry, to the Scottish game. And as well, obviously, as you've mentioned, Sarah Teagarden as well. It's played with the likes of Leil and Fran. She's got some previous big names as well. So it'll be interesting to see just how they can get on there. A few players, I think, could possibly stand out this season.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think they're all good shouts. It'll be really interesting to see um, how maybe Carla Boyce gets on at Hibs. As I said, there's a player in Carla, but sometimes it just it doesn't click or she doesn't just seem at it. Um, I'm also interested to see what happens um, with the, the young crop at Spartans I thought Kayleigh Gibb when she came in from the Hibs looked really promising, um, she's still very young but I think there's definitely something there for her uh, and then it'll be interesting to see how Michaela McAloney develops going into the into the new season and of course can't talk about maybe emerging talents if we talk about Jules Um just a player I really enjoy watching when she's on form so hopefully that's something that comes to the fore but that wraps up SWPL1 Um that's a lot of a lot of news for one league and one winter break, but um hopefully that's been really interesting interesting for you. And remember you can follow Leading the Line on Twitter at Leading the Line. Um you can also follow myself and Campbell on uh Twitter as well. We'll put the handles on the podcast. Um, remember to subscribe to the podcast. You now do it all over the place. I've been working hard on that. So you're gonna get it on Google, Spotify, Apple, um, Apple Podcasts. The other one SoundCloud and a lot of the apps now have them as well. I've been doing like random spot checks and they're all coming up, which is great to see. But that's it for SWPL1. We're going to take a wee water break. Um you're going to hear the next podcast in a couple of days. But until then, thanks very much for listening. It